existing property which is adjacent to it. The application site lies um, southeast side of the High Street between Clavering Village and Hill Green amongst um, ribbon development along this side of the road. Clatterbury House, um, which um, the house is proposed to sit on within um, a portion of its garden here, um, lays here, which is a Grade 2 listed building. As part of the application, it's, the, it's proposed that the existing access will be um, closed off and a new access created further along the High Street, which would provide improved visibility displays for both properties. Um, as part of the application, um, the drive that's proposed would uh, provide three parking spaces to serve the proposed dwelling. The dwelling will be set back um, from the corner of Catterbury House from here to here of about 15 metres. There would be sufficient garden to um, serve the proposed dwelling. Also, um, just as a matter of point, the report refers to the property providing three bedrooms. It's actually four bedrooms that will be provided and no render is proposed within the construction of the uh, dwelling. This is what the dwelling would look like. Um, it should be noted that um, planning permission was granted on appeal um, two years ago uh, for a slightly different design. Um, the difference between the two being is that there was a projecting first floor element uh, to the front of the dwelling. This has now been removed um, to provide a dormer window to match the others. Um, so there will be um, more of a subordinate appearance on the frontage. The representations have been highlighted within the report on pages 68 to page 70. Uh, the Parish Council's comments have been highlighted together with the statutory consultee uh, comments as well. The principle of the dwelling has been previously um, accepted through the appeal. Um, as a result, the dwelling is considered acceptable. Um, the impact upon the setting of the adjacent listed building is considered to be approved, uh, more improved um, since the removal of the first floor element. Um, as a result, no objection is raised and therefore recommended for approval subject to the conditions listed within the report on page 74, 75 to 77. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Mrs. Shoesmith. Um, I have two speakers listed for this application. First of whom is David Sams. Oh, I did not have Council Oliver down, but please. Listed on the thing outside. No, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have time to speak to you beforehand, but uh, fine. You've got five minutes, Council Oliver. Yeah, to say that I'm confused by this application is an understatement. I will skip the point I was going to make about the three bedrooms and the four bedrooms. In the past two years, what has changed? The next door house, Clatterbury House, has not lost its, its building, listed building classification, which was a reason for refusal on 4716. The road has not got wider and safer. 
is still too narrow past the site to have a, a white line painted down the middle. There's a sharp bend resulting in an accident which I'm sure you will have noticed the, the effect of by the broken railings on the other side of the road. The, the, the danger was one of the reasons for the refusal, 14.229. And the conservation area has not changed, which is also the reason for refusal, 14.229. To look at these cl points most closely, Clatterbury House, or the hall as it was, is a house of importance and in consequence has been listed by grade two. It has been noted that place services, which I'm sure you've read amongst your papers, recommended digging trenches to preserve the archaeological site and that this should be done by a recognized professional team of archaeologists. I appreciate it's a pity that ECC archaeology had no objections. And I would remind you that the opinion of place services was formed by specialists in relation to this particular matter. If we're going to protect our listed buildings, how can we allow virtually all of its gardens to be swallowed up by this development? And it would appear to me that the setting of this grade two listing house would be adversely affected by this proposal. Please remember that, that the adverse effect of a setting of a, of a listed building is well is good reason for is reason for that the result will sure result in the application being refused. It's noted that the Essex Highway state there will be no impact on highway safety. Frankly, this is not understood. The road here is a, is a busy B-listed road from Newport to Buntingford. You will have noted that it's so narrow that the white lines cannot be painted down the middle of the road. It's used by a great regularity of lorries, grain and others. And if, you'd meet one, if you meet one of those, you usually have to drive on the narrow pavement, which I frequently have to do when going down to the facilities of the village. Your map on page 78 shows a gentle bend after going on the south, on the east to the west side. No doubt you have realized that there's a virtual blind bend there and you will have seen the broken railings where a car driven by a perfectly sober driver careered off the road. The conservation area of Clavering has not changed. This site, as you will have seen, is protected by a row of trees. The application of 14-2229, which was refused, shows a gentle a joint access with Clatterbury House with the, pre, with the trees preserved. And that was received, refused on the basis of the effect of the conservation area. The new access is shown with the removal of some of these trees and in passing taking part of the neighbor's land in the splay for which permission has not been given and thus giving a new access onto a dangerous road. I appreciate it may appear to be safe from the east to the west but from the west to the east, which you did not look at when you came because you came from the east to the west and went back that way, is it will show a very blind bend. It has been noted that the original application in 2013 was for a three-bedroom house. Now we have a much larger four-bedroom house, hardly a development in a modest scale. The conservation area has not changed, but the removal of the trees and the earth bank 
to make the new axis certainly will change the area. I note that in paragraph 10.7 refers to the MPPF which has a presumption in favour of sustainable development. May I remind you the committee that various inspectors since have agreed that the UDC has a robust five year land supply and I was under the impression that the MPPF requirement did not come into play if there was such a supply. I very much hope you will reject this application. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Oliver. And now it's uh, David Sams. Oh. As long as you're facing me, I don't care which way around you go. <laughs> so this is Stephanie Gill. Thank you. You have three minutes. Thank, Thank you, you, Chairman. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, I'm Stephanie Gill, joint owner of the Bower House, which is sited on the opposite side of the road to this development. Firstly, I wish to apologise to the Planning Committee for the length of letters that they have been sent by neighbouring residents, which you may have been obliged to read during, uh, on this. We sought advice from a UDC planning officer as to whether we should address only where this application differed from the extant permission, which is valid until 2017. We were informed that this application would be treated as a completely new application, and hence we were advised to, and we therefore did, reference things, which, uh, objections, which were actually allowed at appeal. So I apologise for that. We were only acting on advice. So accordingly today, I wish to bring to your attention only the variances between the build already permitted and the build requested. Permissions were granted at appeal only in accordance with the approved plans, like number board, uh, P9913, and one showing the rear elevations, north elevations and site levels. Contrary to your planning officer's comment today, may I ask, sorry, could I interrupt, for that previous um, drawing to go up where you point, that's one. Where the statement was made that the only difference between the appeal drawing and this drawing is the fact that they have removed a front elevation gable, that's incorrect because this also adds a rear elevation gable which was not on the original granted permission. This application has actually been rotated so that the front and rear elevations have gone, the back's gone to the front and the front's gone to the back almost. And that net result is that the build, the central gable, is more visible and intrusive into the landscape. We remind you that an application was made in July this year showing an increased build to the rear elevation which was refused as UDC stated the scheme fails to preserve and enhance the character of the conservation area, would be out of keeping with the character and setting of the heritage asset and would undermine the primacy of the heritage asset due to the, its highly elevated position and bulk. That's your ENV1, ENV2 and Paran 134 of the MPPF. And I would remind councillors that it is the views of all elevations which must be considered, especially those from the footpath at the rear elevation, which leads from a UDC recognised nature area called Scots Pasture. I would ask that UDC applies consistency to its policies, AENV1 and EMV2 and PARA 134. This application also details the removal of earth seemingly in a vast amount, contrary to that allowed on the appeal drawings. Concern is raised on this and will be addressed by my fellow resident, Mr Sams. I endorse the comments he will make. May I carry on because it had to be flicked back? Thank you. 
May I also draw to the attention of councillors that access to the proposed dwelling is to be via steps alone. You need to go back to see that. This does not provide easy access for mothers with small children, the elderly, and also would necessitate UDC refuse bins being taken up and down the steps, as I cannot see a bin store at the lower level, and we have roadside collections. I respectfully request that the committee refuse this application and the extant permission is carried out. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mrs Gill. And now, uh, David Sams, please. And you two have three minutes. Thank Mr Sams, thank you. Thanks, Mr Chairman. Um, I uh, fully endorse uh, Mrs. Um, Mrs Gill's comment. Sorry. Um, there's two issues that I would like to raise that have a direct impact on my asset. Um, I live in the bungalow Loxley, which is adjacent to the proposed development. Um, the new access created will require a 1.5 metre pedestrian visibility display at each end of the access. Um, and having reviewed the plans, it appears that one of the displays actually encroaches across my property. Um, so I would like to place on record that I would like uh, that issue to be readdressed um, subject to the development taking place. Um, second point is um, the new drive route requires extensive excavation work and I'm concerned about any major earth removal could potentially cause de destabilization, destabilization to my garage. Um, I've actually been advised by a, a neighbour of mine who is actually a geotechnical engineer and soil expert that whenever any such excavation takes place it's normally commonplace for a condition survey to be put in place. Um, so I would respectfully ask the um, builder or developer to um, produce necessary condition survey. So at least if there was any issues after the development taking place, we could clearly see um, whether the destabilisation occurred prior or after or post-development. Um, they're basically the two points that I'd like to raise that are pertinent to, uh, to my particular issues here. Thank you very much, Mr Chairman. Thank you, Mr Sams. Um, respect of your last, uh, uh, yeah, you can sit down. Okay. Um, in respect of your last point you raised, um, there is the Party Wall Etc Act which protects your uh, garage um, and anybody who's making excavation in that vicinity of this type would be duty bound to uh, serve notice upon you and giving you the uh, opportunity to appoint your own Party Wall Surveyor to act on your behalf so that they can um, make sure that any damage caused to your building is uh, no, no, it's entirely at the cost of the other side. So that's, that, that's if, it, if it goes ahead. Um, Mr Brown, before I go to members, um, I just want to try and get some clarification on the points, one of the points Mrs Gill raised for us. Um, the, we know we've got the extent permission um, and there was a, an application that was refused following that um, and that had some uh, mention of the rear projections um, that now are now reappearing. 
I could clarify that, um, Chairman. Um, the application previously um, had a two-storey um, front projection. Um, Mrs Gill was right in terms of the approved scheme. It did have... Um, it, there was a single-storey rear element, not a two-storey rear element, but to the front there was a projecting first-floor element. Um, that was part of the approved scheme um, in terms of what was allowed at appeal. In terms of the scheme that was uh, refused earlier in the year, that proposed a two-storey front and rear projection. Um, so it was the predominantly the first floor, uh, sorry, the two-storey front projection, which was the concern. Um, the reason for refusal for that application was that the scheme fails to preserve or enhance the character of the conservation area and would be out of keeping with the character and setting of the heritage asset, which would undermine the primacy of the adjacent heritage asset uh, due to its highly elevated position and bulk. Now, this would be with regards to the, sorry, the front elevation, not the rear elevation, um, in terms of that impact, um, primarily because in terms of impact, that would be determined uh, regarding conservation areas, it will be fundamentally the impact that will be seen from uh, a public vantage point. Um, also, in terms of the impact upon the listed building, um, in terms of its relationship with the property, the listed building set further forward. So it will be the um, relationship or, or uh, visual appearance that you would um, gain from the front elevation on the street scene of the proposed um, dwelling which would have had that two-storey um, obtrusive projection in relationship to the adjacent listed building. That was the reason why that application was refused. Now, in terms of the conservation area comments, um, the conservation area supported the current application in its form, um, so stating that there wouldn't be uh, any impact upon the conservation area or the adjacent listed building. Sorry, Chair, can I just add to that? The conservation officer in her comments on just check I'm walking the right one as well, on page 69, not only raises no objections to the planning application, it also addresses the previous refusal as well um, by saying I consider the concerns raised at this stage regarding the lack of identity of the design and excessive massive in bulk when viewed from the conservation area have largely been addressed and the resulting scheme adopts a clearly domestic character and appearance of a modest scale and detailing by reason of the omission of the central gable dormer which better relates to the local vernacular and setting of the adjacent heritage asset. That addresses the refusal that was previously done and picking up the other matters raised by the parish council this has got planning permission for a dwelling, full stop. The road is in the same location as it was in 2014 when the appeal, when the appeal was allowed. It was adjacent to the listed building. It was at the same height. All those issues were considered previously. So it has got planning permission. The only difference is the difference between what we refused under delegated powers and what we've got in front of us today. And, the only, and what the parish said before in terms of what's happened in terms of the what's different between this proposal and what was approved in 2014 has also been addressed as well. So quite clearly the principle has been accepted and the matters around the impact on the conservation area and the list of building have been appropriately addressed. And that's why you've got a recommendation of approval, Chairman.
Yes, uh, if you yeah, could. The, it was the, in terms of reference of the two-storey rear. Um, there, as previously stated, there was a first floor projecting um, extension on the approved scheme and a single-storey rear projection to the rear of the property. That's the point that I was making previously. So, trying to sum up really so that we lay members can understand, the extent approval has a front projection, two-storey, but a single-storey rear. We refused a two-storey rear and a two-storey front, and now we have just a two-storey rear in front of us. That's correct, but with the approval, it was just the first floor that was cantilevered, so it wasn't a solid oh, ground, yes, oh, ground floor yeah, okay. and first floor, which okay. was what was refused. Fine, thank you. Members, does any of that help? Your thoughts? Councillor Hicks, your hand went up first, then followed by Councillor Chambers. Uh, thank you, Chairman. Just um, a bit of clarification for me. I, um, we were just told that the, um, there is an extant planning permission on this site um, for a new dwelling, but at the same time uh, we read that um, on 4th of July um, th this committee um, or um, this planning authority refused um, due to the impact of the dwelling on the adjacent listed building. What has changed between July and now? That I'm a little puzzled about. You might also ask it within the same question, really. Um, the appeal decision considered that as well. So what would be the difference between what the inspector saw as a proposal and what we've sought as a proposal and refused. So it's, it's a slightly convoluted question really, isn't it? All eyes on Maria. <laughs> right. Um, I say, where you see the Stormer window here and a porch, as part of the approved scheme, there was a cantilevered first floor element. Um, in terms of the recently refused application post appeal decision it sought for a two storey solid ground floor and first floor extension to the front and to the rear as well um, whereas this application you have just a two storey rear and what was a cantilevered uh, first floor element that's been removed and replaced with the dormer window Councillor Chambers? Oh, sorry, Councillor. Yeah, we'll come back to Councillor Hicks. Councillor Chambers. Mr Chairman, I, I, one thing I'd like to ask is uh, the application was refused last time and approved on appeal. What, what so, reason... Sorry, sorry, just to clarify, not last time. Well, no, there no, no. <laughs> sorry. In, in layman's terms, this is... What I'm saying is... What reason would we have now to approve this after having seen that the inspector has approved it after we've refused it? 
Does that make sense? Do you mean what reasons have we got to refuse it? Having the appeal, I don't understand what you're saying. Sorry. Can I? When we refused it. Can I just? Two years ago. Yeah, the reasons why we refused it previously, it was considered, un- I, th- I believe, it was considered unsustainable as well as its design, but that was considered by the inspector. Um, that is, it's been highlighted within the officer's report that. Um, the location was sustainable and it was um, considered it could be an infill um, development as a result of it. Sorry, just to add to that, the inspector would have considered the acceptability of the proposals regardless of the refusal reasons. So we would have refused it on the impact on the listed building uh, as well as the sustainability. The inspector dis- allowed the appeal basically saying that the site was sustainable, it had minimal impact on the listed building or the conservation area. So to revisit those ones and go back to one of the early points that the parish said, you do need to consider this application in the round and looking at it as a new application and that's why you have received representations on, on, the, on the principle of development. But to refuse something as unsustainable in 2016 when it was deemed sustainable on an appeal in 2014 is, is considered somewhat foolish but that's similarly in terms of impact on the highway. Same highway, same location. The only difference is being that the development has been improved in terms of design because you haven't got a count, you've got less at the front. You've got a dormer window at the front rather than a counter-levered extension. In between that, there has been a completely over-the-top extension to the front and to the back, which was, which was refused under delegated powers, and the linkage to that refusal has been put very succinctly by the conservation officer in her comments in the report. So, linking to the previous refusal, um, it's members members call on this one, but we've approved a development on this site. Development has been approved on this site and allowed on appeal, and what we've got in front of us now is a changed design, which surely can be for the better, in terms of what you've got in front of you. Sorry, Mr Chairman, just to come back, that's what I find difficult. Uh, As there has been something approved on appeal here, then... What hope have, would we have had if we decided to refuse it if it went to appeal? Um, I, would, I would advise you very little in terms of impact on conservation. In terms of the, the sustainability and principle of development, yes. I think you would have very little chance at all. And it'd be very, I think the, the authority would be very quite rightly accused of being unreasonable in refusing it for those reasons. So therefore there's the cost implications as well. The only thing that you need to be considering is the conservation issues because that's the only thing that's changed since the previous appeal via the, the refusal in between and you have a very clear support from the conservation officer. So to refuse it on impact on listed building or the impact on the conservation area without conservation advice would also be somewhat foolish as well, but that's members' call in terms of that. And I think, bearing in mind what historically we've got on this site, because you've got a, you've got a <coughs> starting point in terms of the inspector's decision in the first place in 2014. Sorry, I just need to come back on one small thing. What's the point of having conservation areas if, you're going to be, if it's going to be broken all the time? It's not, because we are considering the impact on the conservation area, and that was part of the consideration, and the inspector considered that in terms of the, allowing the appeal in the first place. It didn't ignore the conservation area, it considered the impact. The conservation area does not say you cannot develop in a conservation area. It has to be appropriate development in the conservation area, and that's considered brilliant. previous. The initial, the initial uh, inspector said, said it was appropriate development, and our current conservation officer said it was, it, it's appropriate. 
it is worthwhile because we have refused an application in between for completely inappropriate development on the site. So we have got it under control in terms of this site. Right. Um, I've got yeah, I've got your councillor Freeman. Councillor Mills is first, and then Councillor Freeman. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> I think the point is here that they've changed it to make it look like a shally bungalow from the front, and, and therefore it fits in more with the uh, fenestration of the street scene a little bit. And I think by taking that bulk away, that's why they've minimised it from the front. Um, yes. Um, the only concern I have really is with the driveway. I just find that the parking spaces, if you go back to the floor plan, I just think I don't see how cars are going to reverse and turn out of those very easily, especially if there's more than one car in a parking space. Um, but if it meets the standards, which I'm assured it does, then uh, we can't do anything about it. Um, the access becomes to Clatterbury House then through this, yeah, by a right of way, I presume. Yeah, okay. So therefore the development's been done with the support of Clatterbury House. Um. I, well, it would be with their consent. They'd have um, that would be a civil matter between them. Okay. And the only other one would be that I appreciate the access is not ideal, but it's slightly better than where it was before. Although you're going to have more vehicle movement, so for that reason as well, I don't have an issue with that. So thank you. Thank you, Councillor Freeman. <clears throat> Yes, thank you, Chairman. Uh, I wish the developer had gone and started this property, put the footings in, and that was that. And then we wouldn't be spending this much time on uh, uh, an extension here, an extension there, and a whatever. Uh, but I'm very much mindful of Councillor Chambers' point. I, it concerns me that this committee or its predecessor turned this down for perfectly good reasons, overthrown an appeal, and then it went to and fro, to and fro. And it comes before us again, and a much more important application occurred a few months ago, uh, and it raised all sorts of questions which I've asked of Gordon Glenday, and I haven't had an answer, and that concerned the outline planning consent for 49 dwellings behind the kilns in Thaxted Road. That came up for um, essentially a renewal when it was just a month or so short of its expiry date. Uh, this is a year short, so it's not quite the same. But it just came up for renewal, and it was a major application, obviously 49 dwellings, originally it was 52, outside of town development limits, still outside of town development limits. And I'd submitted at the time that we should treat it as a proper application. And we were advised, in fact by Mr Brown, that we could not turn this down or it would be very unwise for us to turn it down. And at the time it was approved first time round, John Mitchell gave us a three-line whip and said, you cannot turn this down, despite it being outside town development <coughs> limits. So I'd like to know, I mean, this ought to be considered on its merits as a fresh application, uh, and I would be mindful of turning it down, because it's just far too complicated. It's got all sorts of things wrong with it. Uh, but... I accept that we're in a position where that would be difficult. But what is the situation here? Can we turn this down? Could we have turned that development in Thaxted Road, Saffron Warden down? I was advised we could not. Very clearly advised, Chairman. We need some guidance. Well, uh, uh, Ch thank you, Councillor Chambers. We'll thank you. Yes, please. Um, the Keon's application is irrelevant to this, but just to clarify... Councillor Freeman asked me whether or not you could refuse that application. I said, yes, you could, but 
and that's exactly the same situation here. This is a freestanding planning application. Uh, is a, with the right of appeal around it, you've got the right to refuse it. Planning history is a material planning consideration, and that is the overriding consideration in terms of that, that you've got a planning history, a very good chequered planning history of an allowed appeal and a refused matter in between. The only difference between the two, in reality, is the impact on the conservation area and the impact on this building is the design of the property. This has taken more clutter away from the front of the dwelling, and Councillor Mills put down the difference in between. In 2014, a, bigger, a dwelling of the same size but more clutter at the front was considered acceptable in consideration of the conservation area. That's got less clutter at the front, and therefore, clearly, it is, more accept it is at best a neutral impact in terms of the difference between the two. But to clarify, Councillor Freeman, it is a freestanding planning application, and you have got the right to refuse it. But, oh, but picking up on Councillor Chambers' questions, bearing in mind the planning history, I would advise members that on points of principle and points of design, that would be somewhat foolish, bearing in mind what an inspector said before and what the Conservation Officer is saying now. Thank you. Um, we had um, some comments raised <coughs> about the road safety issue, um, and I think Councillor Mills sort of picked up on that when he's in his uh, comments um, I mean the road safety issue it must be improved because you're discontinuing a, a use of an existing uh, entrance and exit that is plainly uh, susceptible to blind movements um, the splay concerns me that Mr Sams uh, mentioned but it's a legal matter so in that respect it's outside of our um, control but however we haven't got a red line plan here so I'm not sure where the actual boundary line is um, and whether that's because that's that entrance detail will need um, approval by highways as a separate matter um, so that should be on a 278 uh, application I would have thought um, so therefore that boundary issue will be resolved in respect of the position of the <coughs> actual works. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the best way to describe yeah. that is picked up from the red line plan. Yeah, so the red line goes up to the garage wall. Wall of the garage is the red line. Yeah, okay. So uh, there would be comfort in that it were we to approve this that the boundary line would have to be established. It would be part of a drawing that will go to um, highways for approval so um, but the other one about the the steps and the bins um, clearly there is space at the front the other side of the drive for bins to be stationed I don't think that's a particular issue and the steps and access etc is covered by building control um, when the details go to them for approval um, under part M of the building regulations Again, it's not our um, uh, matter for assessing those. Um, any other comments, members? Councillor Lodge. Thank you, Chair. Um, very sad situation, I find it. I think if, if this was coming before us for the, for the very first time as a brand new application, I would vote against it in, in the hope that a sensible inspector may well uphold that decision. Sadly, the water's flown under the bridge. Um, 
I find it bizarre from the inspector, quite frankly. However, uh, we are where we are. We've come through a series of iterations and we've come to what I think is a compromise which is about as good as the community and the neighbours can expect. And with a very heavy heart, I will vote in favour of it. Is that a formal proposal for approval? Thank you very much. Does that find a seconder? <laughs> Councillor Hicks. Happy Thank to you. Councillor Lodge on that one. <laughs> He's obviously not well still. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay, we have a um, proposal for approval which has been seconded. We're not having to adjust any conditions, so all those in favour, please show. All in favour. Thank you. That application is approved. You can, Councillor Chambers. Thank you. We're going to take a two-minute comfort break.
Okay. Cool. It's back in session. Um, <laughs> I want to say that. Uh, next item on the agenda, 4.6, application 16-2707. It's a householder full application in Newport, and Mrs Shoesmith will make the presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. The application site is one Gaces Acre in Newport. Um, it is um, one of the bungalows that sit back from the um, high street there. Um, the applications for the retention of fencing and, a side, and the erection of a side gate. Um, this probably won't mean much to you, but if I show you the pictures, um, various forms of um, fencing have been erected around, um, around the dwelling. Um, that's an example of side gate and fencing around here as well. Oops, sorry, too far. Um, the applications for um, the retention of, um, of this fencing, um, it's predominantly picket fencing. It's only to the rear where um, there is a close-boarded fence which is located here. Fundamentally, um, the fencing is um, one metre in height. However, due to the um, changing in ground levels from the street scene, there's a couple of points where it, it exceeds one metre. I believe it's 1.2 in certain places. As a result, it required planning permission, hence the application we've got before us. Um, Due to its nature, um, in terms of its style of fencing, um, where it's located, no impact is considered upon the character and appearance of the street scene or the conservation area itself or the residential amenity of the joining occupiers. Therefore, it's been recommended for approval. Thank you. Don't take offence, members, but I'm going to recommend approval from the chair. Thank you. Can you second that, Councillor Chambers? Thank you. All those in favour, please show. All in favour. Thank you. That application is approved. Uh, next item, 4.7, is application 16-2951. It's a listed building application in Saffron Walden. And again, Mrs Shoesmith, it's your turn again. <laughs> Thank you, Chairman. Um, the application is for listed building consent, and it's for this building that we are sitting in. Um, obviously, it's a Grade 2 listed building. Um, can I refer you to supplementary representations? Unfortunately, this is one of the reports where the main appraisal was missing um, and therefore it, it, it's uh, been reissued within the sub-reps. In terms of what's being proposed, um, in for the main building, um, numerous um, the windows to the front have been repaired and uh, repainted. Unfortunately, there are three windows which have been beyond repair, uh, which are the ones highlighted. If I can find the cursor, highlighted in yellow, which is this dormer window here, here, and this main window here. As a result, um, this application is for the replacement of those windows, like for like, um, on this front elevation. So it will be hardwood um, replacement of the windows and painted um, treatment. No objections have been raised by the conservation officer, and therefore recommended for approval. Thank you, Thank you Mrs. Shoesmith. Councillor Chambers. Thank you. Does that find a seconder? Thank you, Councillor Hicks. Thank you. Um, it is only the sashes that are being uh, replaced on the ornate windows. Um, the stonework remains as is. Councillor Lodge. 
I must declare an interest. One of those is my wife's office window. Does she work here? Uh, yeah. So do we want that obscure glass, do we? <laughs> Where does she work for? Fine. Um, up in the volunteers. Right. Uh, we have a proposal and a seconder. All those in favour, please show. Six in favour. And one abstention. Yes, I take it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Fine, that matter is approved. Next item on our agenda, item 4.8, application 16 stroke 2837. It's an application for full planning consent in Wendon's AMBO. And Mrs. Shoesmith is in the chair again. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. Right, the application site is for 4 and 6 Station Road in Wyndham Zambo. The applications for a proposed new vehicle access um, crossover with hard, uh, hard standing to serve um, numbers 4 and 6. Again, uh, may I draw your attention to the supplementary representations. This is another one of the reports where the appraisal has been omitted from the main report itself. Um, in terms of what's been proposed is a single point of access from the main road, which is located here, if you look at the more um, on the block plan, um, and this singular access would lead off um, 2, 4 and 6. As a result, there will be some amendments to the boundary treatment as well as a result to allow the vehicular access. Uh, I don't think you can really see, see much from that picture. But uh, the reasoning behind this, there is a lot of informal parking along the main verge, grass verge, to the front of the property here. Um, so um, hence the, uh, the reason behind the application. Highways have um, unfortunately objected to the application regarding pedestrian safety and state that there would be a conflict with pedestrian footpath movement. Um, because this is the main route towards the station itself. However, um, during the assessment of the application, it has been um, determined that because of the informal parking nature that currently exists, it would only be an improvement um, to the current situation as there will be a more formalised uh, vehicular access. So there would be um, an indication to pedestrians that there is likely vehicles to um, cross over the pedestrian footpath. Therefore, it's been recommended for approval um, as highlighted within the report, subject to conditions. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Mrs. Shrewsmith. Councillor Mills. Just to clarify, these are council properties, aren't they? They are, yes. So the client in this case is ourselves? That's right. Okay, thank you. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Well, highways objected. Is are we saying it's okay, or are they still? Are they now saying it's okay, or are they? Not? We're saying it's okay through our assessment. They're still objecting. So you're not listening to highways. In a word, no. Right. So that means every application oh, that comes oh, oh. through for highways, you won't mind if <laughs> only, we don't listen. Only As with regards to this application. Season. Oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. Councillor I'm not Hicks. sure. Seriously, though, Thank you. you know, Sorry, Councillor I'm not sure about the that. Point that uh, Sorry, no, the if point I wait to the Where am I? Eric. Who am I? Hold it. Just, just, Councillor Lockton just wanted to finish. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Eric. <laughs> I mean, if they object, which they don't do very often, 
there must be a reason why they objected, and I wouldn't be happy voting for something that they think is unsafe, because if, some, if there was an accident, I mean, we may be saying it's OK, but we're not the Highways Authority. It might be in our opinion that it's, it's fine. You could land an aeroplane on it, but that, that might not necessarily be the case in reality. So under those circumstances, I'm not sure, unless Highways approve, that I could actually vote for this. Councillor Hicks. Chairman, what I was trying to say relevant to Councillor Loughman's comments is on the representations we have here on the owner's sheets, it says for Essex County Council Highways, from a highway and transportation perspective, the impact of the proposal is acceptable to the highway authority subject to conditions. You're on the right. No, no that's, that's, there was, we've got two in Wendt and Zamba. That's there was the next two one. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Oh. Which, you mean I got indignant for nothing? Yes. <laughs> indignant. There, there. Yeah. <coughs> Councillor Freeman. Um, actually, the much-celebrated cycle route actually tracks along the bit that you're going to make wider and include perilous motor cars upon it. Um, in fact, the cycle route is quite widely used, as probably we all know, though many of us may choose to deny it. Um, and that could be the basis for the highways objection. Um, but I think it would be a good idea to include this. I'd be happy to vote for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, thank you. The... Um it's not as if there's not an alternative for pedestrians to walk along, because there is the, the outside um, standard uh, footpath around on the edge of the road. Um, this was basically a pedestrian access to the houses, which everybody uses as a shortcut. So uh, I, I can't see that um, we have too much of a problem here. Councillor Chambers. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Uh, Mr Chairman, uh, I don't have to declare an interest because I'm only the local member for Wendon Zambo, but I'm not on the parish council. Uh, but this particular little bit, it's just where I think most people know where it's just as you turn into Audley End Station. The parish council have been looking after that little green, uh, green uh, sward for the last 20, 25 years. Um, but just recently people have actually been taking advantage of it and they've had up to five cars parked on there. Now, if we were to approve this, and I understand the County Council, but if we were to approve this, then I hope that there could be some sort of minor condition, call it what you like, to put some bollards around to stop them parking on there now, because otherwise there won't be any green sward left. And it's a very small area in Wendon Zambo, but it's important to the residents of Wendon Zambo. But with regards to the County Council, then there's lots of times when we think the, council, the County Council should object, <coughs> and they don't. Now, in this particular instance, there is access for people to walk and cycle without ever touching this piece of road. So I think it's fair to say that the, the little cut through here is to ensure that if those council houses at a future date were either rented to or sold, there would be disabled access to get to the properties. Because there is actually a car park at the back, but if you were to be disabled or what have you, you'd have much further to walk from the back to the front rather than that. That's what... Mrs Millership explained to me 
yeah. why it needed to be done. Yeah. So I would uh, urge you, uh, well, if, if I may, Mr Chairman, they will, I will propose approval, but hopefully something can be done about stopping the cars parked on there now. Does that find a seconder? Councillor Hicks? Yep. Yeah. Did you wish to speak on it? No, okay. no Chairman. Happy to second there. Thank you. Gotcha. Right, you're off. Um, yeah, I mean, that, taking Councillor Chambers' point, that green um, oblong blodge, splodge, whatever it is, um, is ours, or it's ours and the Parish Council look after it, or it's the Parish Council's. Either way, bollards that are less than a metre high could be erected on that without any highways authority being required. Is that right? Yeah, I'm just picking up various members for. I'm, I, we're not used to members to highways objecting to anything, to be quite frank. And they picked probably the last one in the whole world that you'll probably want to object to, because the, the parish are indifferent to it, we're supportive of it because we want to do it. And so why can they... And they've also got two sites adjacent to each other, one that they're objecting to and one that they're not objecting to. So I don't... To put Councillor Lockton's mind at rest, I think, you know, there is, there is more to it than just access... They, they just don't want... They want to prevent unnecessary accesses onto Station Road uh, because the other requirement of the Highway Authority is not just highway safety, it's to keep, the fruit, keep traffic moving. But in reality, uh, these, both these, that, this app, we're only looking at this application, makes perfect sense. But you're right, bollards could, could be erected anyway. Yeah. So we have a proposal for approval which has been seconded. All those in favour, please show. Six in favour. And against? Abstentions? Thank you. That application is approved. The next item on our agenda, <coughs> excuse me, item 4.9, application 16-2900. It's an application for full planning permission. It's not in Newport, as noted. It is in Wind and Zambo, not a million miles from the previous one. And Mrs. Shoe Smith will make the presentation. Thank you, Chairman. Um, again, exactly the same. It's literally around the corner. Um, highways have not objected to this. Um, and um, as a result, it's been recommended for approval. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you. Members? I propose approval, Mr Chairman. Thank you, Councillor Chambers. Is that find a seconder? Councillor Hicks? Yes, Chairman. Fine. Thank you very much. Um, all those in favour, please show. It's all in favour. Thank you. The application is approved. There is one item that I know of under any other business. Bear with me. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Chairman, there's one other happy birthday to Mr Brown for this week as well. Oh. I hear it was a significant, it was a significant yeah, date. That was, was it. it now gives him access to the Moat Halls village. <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> Meeting closed in great hilarity at six minutes past four. Thank you.